0: Now, today we're back in in our series again entitled Relationship Goals. Turn to somebody and say, Relationship Goals. How many of you have relationship goals? Oh, not too many of you. I have relationship goals. I'm married and I have relationship goals. If I don't have relationship goals, I'm in trouble. And simply this, relationship goals are defined as goals that focus our relationship efforts with family, friends, a significant other, or spouse. Now today, we are going to focus on the area of a significant other. I don't know about you, but... I like having a significant other. And I think many of you, you want to have a significant other. So we're going to look at what our relationship goals need to be when we're ready to date, when you're ready to be single and mingle. We want you to have relationship goals before you go out. Because if you don't have goals, you'll accept whoever comes around. And that's not a good recipe. I'm going to say it again. If you don't have goals, you'll take whoever's breathing. And that's bad news bears. You don't need to do that. So I've titled my talk today, How to Find a Date Worth Keeping, and How to Keep keep a Date Once You've Found Them. But before I get into all that, I'm going to share with you some pickup lines. (laughs) So guys, take out your notepad, write some notes here, I'm going to give you some pro tips, okay, pickup lines. We're going to start out a little cheesy. I'm no photographer, but I can picture picture us together. Life without you is like a broken pencil, pointless. We're not socks, but I think we make a great pair. Are you a keyboard? Because you're just my type. All right, now we're just getting started. If things are going well, you take it a step further. Here are some more advanced pickup lines. If you were a burger at McDonald's, you'd be named the McGorgeous. (laughs) Hey, you're pretty, I'm cute. Together, we're pretty cute. My feet are getting cold because you've knocked my socks off. All right, now if you really, really want to get bold and you're going to go at your own risk, here are some bold, bold pickup lines. Do you believe in love at first sight or should I walk by again? <laughs> now, ladies, for if you've got a guy in your life who's clueless, that might be one you need to put down. I think you're suffering from a lack of vitamin me. Your lips look lonely. Let me introduce them to mine. And does your father sell diamonds? Because you are flawless. You are flawless. Some of you, you need to take note. You need to to put in some work, guys, all right? Well, today we're going to look at a story between a man and a woman, between Ruth and Boaz, and how they came together. And I want to invite you to join me in Ruth, chapter 1, verse 16. Let's look at the Word of God together. Let's get an insight. Again, we're talking about relationship goals. How to find a a date worth keeping. Verse 16 is important. This is Ruth replying to her mother-in-law. They were both widows. Ruth was a widow. Naomi was a widow. But look at Ruth's response to Naomi. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. When we're looking, when we're looking at relationship goals, we need to find people who have some attractive qualities, which leads me to number one. When you're looking to find someone to keep around, you need to find someone who, number one, keeps their commitments. Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Now, we live in a culture where it's all about whatever's disposable disposable K cups, disposable diapers, which are actually a really great invention, uh, disposable water bottles. But the things that are important in life aren't disposable. And what I've discovered in in our life and in this culture is that our culture has a high price on convenience and a low price on commitment. You need to find someone who has a high value of commitment. Now, just, just picture this for just a moment. Ruth had nothing. And she's deciding to go to a foreign land where she has nothing. She's a widow. And in that time, widows had nothing. She's going to a foreign land, but she believes, I believe there's something about the God you serve, and he's going to show up for me. And if I'm committed to you, he's going to be committed to me. And we as a culture, we need to be in the church committed first and foremost to God. If you want to find a date worth keeping, start off by being committed to God. And look for someone who's committed to God. I love these vows. I was looking at some vows, and and I think we're we're in a culture where people write their own vows, and I think that's great, but I want to take us back. I want to take us back to traditional vows. I want you to listen carefully. I want to encourage you, before you start dating, I want to encourage you to look at what marriage vows are all about, because this is what marriage is all about. When you get married, you often say this, I take you to be my wedded wife or my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward. Now, all of us, we love the have and the hold part. For better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and therefore I pledge my love and fidelity to you forever. And I see that, when I hear that, it takes me back to the moment I met my wife and to the moment I stood before God and many of you, and I pledge my love and fidelity to her. And part of the reason why I have this passion and this dedication to my commitment, my covenant to my wife, is because of my parents and my grandparents. They're going to show you a photo And these are my grandparents. My grandparents have been together 72 years. They've been married 70 years. My grandmother is 93. My grandpa is 95. They're watching tonight. You, grandma and grandpa, are relationship goals for Danae and I you stuck through it, you've been faithful to God, you've been faithful to marriage, you've had difficult times, but I remember something that my grandpa said. He said one time to me, he said, 70 years is too little time with this lady. And that is what marriage is made of. We need to have that kind of commitment. We need to decide that we're going to be committed, come thick or thin, come difficulty, come high water, come struggle, come cancer, come illness, come come struggle, whatever, job loss. We're going to decide to be committed. And we need to start relationships there. Don't course correct once you're married. Get this thing right here. Get it right here. What I've found and what I've seen from them is that a strong relationship is forged in the fire of difficulty, not on the couch of comfort. We need to have that kind of grit and determination to say that we're going to be committed. Number two, find someone who works hard. Now we're going to jump to Ruth chapter 2 verses 1 through 3. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. He wasn't Bozo, he was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let's go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered into a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Now Ruth was in dire straits, But you know what she did? She didn't sit around waiting for Bozo to show up and take care of her. She was a warrior chick who went out and got things done. And I'm just saying to the ladies, don't hang back waiting for a knight in shining armor to come around. You need to take care of your own business. You need to have your own stability so that when you step into a relationship, you're ready. This is what she did. She worked hard. We live in a culture that, again, is all about instant. Instant oatmeal, instant Hot Pockets, instant ramen, which, for the record, I really, really like. (laughs) But I'll be honest, stuff in the crock pot tastes so much better. But the same is true when it comes to working hard. Because you can't microwave success. It takes crock pot effort. It takes crock pot effort. You have to put in the effort to make it happen. Let me put it to you this way. You can't build a $100,000 life with $1 effort. You can't build a life of success and significance without putting in work. And I'll just say this, guys, guys, pro tip here. You attract who you are. You attract who you are. If you want to attract someone who works hard, you have to work hard. If you want to attract someone who has goals, you have to have goals yourself. If you want to attract someone who's physically fit, be physically fit. And if you want to attract someone who's educated, get get educated. You attract who you are. Ladies, attract who you are. You attract who you are. Get focused on working hard and putting in the work. Ruth wasn't hanging back. She was putting in work. She was making it happen. Number three, find someone who lives out their faith. Verse four says this, just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Now, Boaz just wasn't a Sunday only Christian. He was a Monday through Friday Christian. And the reason we know that is because he greeted his employees with the Lord bless you. He was willing to, To lead well. In fact, if he said the Lord bless you to his employees, guess what? His employees respected him a whole lot. He had a lot of clout. And if you want to have clout, be willing to live out your faith. Not just on Sunday or on Wednesday or just whenever you're in a Bible study moment. It's all day, every day. All day, every day. Live out your faith. I'm going to give you a pro tip. Someone with an inconsistent faith life usually has hidden cracks in their character If you see someone who's inconsistent in their faith, they probably have cracks in their character and you need to beware Now if they're working through it and they keep advancing then you can you can begin to trust them But if you see there's inconsistency in their faith walk, just walk away Pray for them. Don't do missionary dating. Okay, don't try to save them. Let God work With them, and then when they're fixed, whenever they decide to get fixed, uh, you can connect with them. I'm gonna take it one step further. Some of you, you have a secret life. You have a secret life. You're out at the club or at the bar on Friday, and then you say yes to an invitation to spend the night on Saturday, and then you come to church on Sunday, and you're having to try to catch up in your faith. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look for love at church, not the club, because righteous is better than ratchet. (laughs) It's not me. It's in the Bible somewhere. I found Danae at church, and she's a good thing, and I've received favor from the Lord because I found her there. Let me tell you this not all that glitters is gold but gold always glitters you know what else glitters part two of pickup lines (laughs) so if you're locked in in your relationship here are some more pickup lines did you hear of the new disease called beautiful because i think you're infected (laughs) now this is one that's going to make all the ladies swoon so guys get your notes ready what does it feel like to be the most beautiful girl in the room? Ask her that. Ask her that. You'll discover. I know, you, I know it sounds strange, but just ask her that. She'll, she'll swoon to that. There's only one thing I want to change about you, and that's your last name. Here's another one if you're really sure things are locked in. Only if you're really sure that things are locked in. Wouldn't we look cute on a wedding cake together? You know, the little, yeah. Here are some more that are risky, okay? I keep bringing these back because they're great. Uh, If you were a booger, I would pick you first. Now this one, this next one, do at your own risk. Uh, You are like a candy bar, half sweet and half nuts. (laughs) And the last one I offer you that's a little risky is, You're hot like donut grease. (laughs) You're hot like donut grease. Now, I'm going to bring three more. This is it. Uh, This is when faith and flirting, they come together, okay? Are you religious? Because you're the answer to all my prayers. I'd say God bless you, but you look, But it looks like he already did. And then my favorite, is your dad a preacher? Because you're a blessing. She's a blessing. She's a blessing. When we're looking for love, we need to approach with respect. That's the final point. When you, when you need to find a date worth keeping, find someone who approaches with respect. This is what it says, verse 8 through 12. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field while the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink. From the water jars the men have filled. At this she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Look how Boaz replied. I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. Guys, we need to say the very next line to the ladies that we love May the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to take refuge. Look at her response. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by, st- by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. When we look at the story of Ruth and Boaz, it was God that brought them together. But Boaz approached her with respect and she approached him with respect as well. And God expects us to approach one another with respect. Always come correct with respect. Always show the people in your life respect. Because the person you're talking to is either your spouse or someone else's. And they deserve respect. We fast forward in the story. Boaz takes her on a date he feeds her well he takes care of her they get married, they have children and in fact he is one of the ancestors of King David and when you look at the genealogy of Jesus what you discover is that there's two ladies that are mentioned and one of the ladies that is mentioned is this lady by the name of Ruth a foreigner God went Through all the trouble of including her in the genealogy of Jesus to communicate that it doesn't matter where you come from, God wants to engraft you into his heart. And he wants us to have relationships that honor him. Can I just encourage you? Can I encourage us to be people who are willing to approach one another with respect? Let me just talk to all the singles. God knows the desires of your heart. But what he wants to know is if if you're willing to let God give you his desires. Some of you are wanting relationships with people who aren't healthy for you. And when God says no, what he actually means is I have someone better in mind for you. Be willing to listen to the voice of God and be willing to say yes to him. Because if you do, if you're committed to God, he can bring someone, he can entrust a son or a daughter that belongs to him, to you. But if we don't approach with respect, if we don't do all of these things, God can't bring the person that he has in store for us. And so tonight, as I close, I want to pray for you. So I'm going to invite you to stand. We're going to make this a place... Where we start by having a covenant with God. Part of the reason why God brought Boaz into Ruth's life was she said, God is going to be number one in my life. And so, as we pray, if you'll start there, you're going to put yourself on a pathway to qualify yourself for a relationship. And if you're dating and, or you're engaged or you're married and things are on the rocks, Start there. Let's go to God. God, we come to you. You are a God of commitment. You are a God of covenant. And you're inviting us as believers to first covenant with you. And if we're willing to covenant with you, then we qualify ourselves to be entrusted with someone else in our life, God. Many of us, We feel stuck, and we don't know why there hasn't been breakthrough in our relationship status. But Lord, it begins, relationship goals begin by making you the primary relationship goal of our life. And so God, right now in whatever standing we find ourselves in, whatever status we're in, we start today by saying, God, we will be committed to you. We will say, yes, you are our God. We will follow you wherever you want us to go. We will become what you want us to become. God, I pray that you would heal relationships today. God, as they hold hands together, that they would individually and and corporately as a couple, would decide to invite you into their relationship. And as they do as they start at that place that you're going to transform their relationship and that you're going to give them new goals and a new future and a new hope and you're going to breathe life and transformation and miracles into their relationship and into their family God but it starts with us being people who are committed to you God let it be so in the name of Jesus all of God's people said, amen, amen.